is Dr. Stephanie Smith, and this is the Move On Past podcast. I hope that you are a listener. If you're new to listening, go back and listen to some of the previous podcasts. If you want to subscribe, please do so. I am on iTunes. Love to have you review me. If you want to contact me or email me, you can go to my website, Move On Past, click on Contact, and shoot me an email. I realized the other week it has been a little over a month since I released a podcast. Time has gotten away from me because things have been busy. It is summertime now and it is hot and things are hopping, but I am eager to share some of the upcoming conversations that I've had. Today I have Marvy Haynes and she is with me. I am glad to share some of the insights with you she shared with me. I always enjoy the conversations that I have with Marvy. Marvy works in Austin and also comes a few days out of the week into the Burnett office. One of the things that Marvie specializes is not only in individual counseling, but also couples counseling. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist. That is an LMFT. If ever you see those initials at the end of someone's name, it means that they have specific training to family systems and the dynamics of couples therapy. The reason I wanted to have Marvie on is that according to the American Psychological Association in Western cultures, 90% of the persons marry by age 50. 40 to 50% of married couples in the United States end in divorce. Did you know that according to the statistics from world-renowned marriage and relationship expert Dr. John Gottman, less than 5% of those divorcing couples seek marriage counseling. He also says that because of the stigma of counseling and average, the average couple is going to wait about six years before they even start to seek help for marital problems. Man, to have Marvy share some of these insights, I'm excited to have her on today's podcast. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Marvy Haynes. Marvy Hay, thanks for coming here. Thanks for doing the podcast with me. So glad to have you here. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you? Oh, hi, Stephanie. I'm, I'm super happy to be here. And I'm a licensed uh, a professional counselor and I'm also a licensed marriage and family therapist and I've been doing this for about 10 years. I was living in the Northeast and I moved back to Texas near my family and I have an office in Austin and I also work out of Burnett a few days a week. I've really enjoyed this practice. I work with individuals, couples, families, actually any group of people and I work with teenagers but mostly 16 and up or 17 and up Mm -hmm. but I usually do that as as more of a uh, with with the with the parents yeah yeah what's your what's your niche it's that's hard to say because I really love everything is a different experience when you're working with individuals it's a whole one that's one whole experience and working with couples is a whole other experience I really love working with couples I, I have a lot of couples in my practice for some reason, you know, a lot of therapists are afraid to work with couples mm-hmm. um, because it's a it really is a different dynamic, absolutely completely different dynamic than yeah. working one on one. And but I I find it very fulfilling. But mm-hmm. what made you become a counselor? Well, you know what, I became a counselor actually later in my life. I didn't start in my twenties. You know, I, I went to grad school at St. Ed's. Um, you know, in my middle years, and it was a kind of a combination of things I've been interested in all along. I'm very interested in psychology. I'm very interested in growth, in the way people grow and make changes in their life and how they evolve. 
and how they find a more authentic and truthful way to live. And that's all fascinated me. So I've, I've read so many books and everything before I even started this. And now it's kind of all come together. Yeah. What What are some of the books that um, you think are go-tos? Do you recommend any books for, for therapists or for um, couples or for individuals? Uh, you know what? I have this... The way I work is I try to work with a person to get in touch with their own experience, their own their own movement, whatever's going on in their own life before they go to books. Mm -hmm. Because when you go to books, you start thinking out of your head and you start to read a lot and then it's all up in your head. And I think a lot of the changes that we make are deeper. They're, they're um, more, they need to be more internalized. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly whatever you read has a place to go. It has, it starts to really make deeper sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't recommend books right off, but when I do, it really is very specific to the individual. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't have like ones I just name. Whenever you say the, the deeper core individual, or do you mean like spiritual work or? But it's not spiritual per se, but I, when people begin to explore their, you know, more of their inner lives and things that are not just a, um, a persona that they've adapted to their whole life because they were taught that early in their life mm -hmm. when they begin to come into their own authentic self it becomes a, a process that actually becomes I guess that's the best word spiritual it, because it is uh, something that you know you need imagination for you need creativity for you need to live on a different plane in a certain way mm -hmm. I know that might sound a little esoteric or ethereal <laughs> but when it's actually happening it's the most grounding it's very grounding yeah uh, and what I find is how, how much grounding people really need and want in mm -hmm. their lives what do you think like main issues when you get calls what are those what are those common issues that people decide they're they're gonna come to counseling well yeah that's a good question because it's usually some there's usually a catalyst, something has happened, and they want to come in and get relief for the pain they're in. Sometimes it can be a breakup. Sometimes it can be, you know, depression that is interfering with something they've got to accomplish and they can't accomplish it. Sometimes it's just that they're noticing a pattern of not losing, fr losing friends, you know, over time. Sometimes it's just a feeling that they're, they're overwhelmed in their life and they don't know how to get they don't know how to, you know, ground that, figure out how to not pile everything on themselves, those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. For marriage counseling, what what are those common things for that couples come in it, to it, see? It usually always starts out with communication. Just yeah. we can't, well, I hear uh, we can't communicate is yeah. the first thing I hear. So usually. how do you get them to move from conflict to communication? A lot of hard work. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, you know, there's some misconceptions about what couple couples counseling is. Mm -hmm. And one of them is that you go when you're already hanging off a cliff. That yeah. that's the time you go to couples counseling. It's not the time to come because uh, usually a therapist cannot get, cannot walk you back from, from hanging off a cliff. And, yeah. and then what happens is if, um, if you're that far along and, and, and your therapist doesn't fix it in a couple of sessions, then you think, oh, couples counseling didn't work. Right. However, if you had chosen to come earlier 
And so when you start to see the signs of things and you come earlier, there's so much you can do to save your, your marriage, your relationship, your, your, whether it's your boyfriend or your girlfriend, whatever. But, you, you, you know, some I've actually had couples that have come before they've gotten married, oh, which I think, yeah. bravo, I mean, that, th there you go. Yeah. That's a yeah. couple who wants to be set up with some of the, um, you know, same terrain, the same grounding. They want to understand the same things about what their, what their values are, what their priorities are. Mm -hmm. And they want to be on the same page about all those things. Yeah. And because when you want to get married, sometimes you want to over, you overlook a lot of the red flags. Right, right. Because you have another driving, you know, thing going on. So, so Marvy, you mentioned earlier that there's those early signs, like before they're hanging off a cliff. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody might not be that intuitive, like especially younger couples, or mm -hmm. to pick up on, ooh, that that's a sign. Hey, maybe we need to. Mm -hmm. uh, come in for counseling what 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 do you well, recommend one, one of the things i've heard uh said is it should be a five to one ratio there should be you know four kind things with one conflict okay. as opposed to four conflicts with one kind thing you know <laughs> and so so if you start to notice that you're fighting more or arguing more over things that seem smaller and smaller and smaller then there's something, usually something beneath all of that. Something else is going on. It's not about what you're fighting about. So um, I would say that when you're starting to feel like you're not being understood, uh, that you are not understanding them, that you're starting to feel like there's too, all these differences, you come to counseling, you start to understand that those differences are built in. You have to learn to live learn to figure out what they are, appreciate them, respect them, and communicate in spite of them. Yeah. Um, because people are not going to agree. They have different backgrounds. They come from completely different families where conflict meant, you know, sometimes some families, things get put under the rug. Other families, if everything is screamed out, most of the time couples marry opposites. So they're going to find that their styles, some people are conflict avoidant, some people are conflict prone. Mm -hmm. there's there's all of that to figure out sometimes you're living with an introvert and you don't know what an introvert is yeah. so you don't appreciate the way they process um the way they they process their issues they and the extrovert wants to talk it all out and the introvert wants to you know feel it all out on the inside and then talk maybe three days later mm -hmm. and that infuriates an extrovert you know <laughs> so there's all these sorts of things that if you just get information about them you can at least begin the process of understanding your partner. And then from there, you can go into things that are a little deeper and have to do more with how to work a little more from the heart instead yeah. of the head. Yeah. I you love know. how you said it almost sounds like it, it, the journey is really about accepting the other where the other person is in their journey. Mm -hmm. And even um, acceptance really does seem to be that key area. Is there a point? To where you think separation's the best solution? If they, if a couple comes in and they are off a cliff in the sense that they literally cannot cannot be in the same house because of that, then of course separation has to be discussed. But I don't go to that until I feel like first of all, both for couples counseling to be effective, both people have to be all in and they have to be willing to do their homework 
They have to be willing to be committed to the process. And a lot of couples will come in, you know, once a month or every other week or, and they, and they do not, they don't, um, they don't get into a process that is week by week, which and they're, they're accountable for it. And they come in and they can say, this is what worked this week. This is what didn't work this week. You know, those are couples that I don't feel should separate, that it's absolutely important that they're together because they, they make one little, they may, they may not do it perfectly, but they can come in and say, okay, this worked. We had this really nice dinner the other night because, you know, I really heard what he was saying to me and, or the other way around. Yeah. And, um, and so those are the couples that have a huge chance of not just getting along, but having a, a really rich and deep relationship going for years. I mean, because they, they're starting to get the fundamentals of it. Yeah. During yeah. couples counseling, um, piecing it together with that, with the journey and the acceptance, are there times whenever you might recommend that they individually seek counseling? Or? Yes. <laughs> Did I say that too quickly? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Um, there are, this is the thing about couples, especially, you know, well, any, any, any couple, they really do look to the other person to resolve a lot of the issues that are they brought into the marriage, you know, uh, hauling it on their back from their childhood. And they really do want whatever the parent didn't take care of, they want the partner to take care of. Mm -hmm. And that is not what the partner is there for. Is It's not to carry the, the burden of the other person. Yeah. So that person is responsible for really learning about their own complexes and their own issues that they're bringing in. Mm -hmm. So um, individual counseling can be extremely helpful to to help couples understand they're not the same person. They, in fact, if they're enmeshed, enmeshment can kill love in an instant, you know, really quickly. Right. But uh, more of an individuated, where people are live as separately, but support each other, support each other's own growth, you know. So when people do their individual work, uh, that couple is going to see even more success. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. a, that's a, interesting thing because I see that quite a bit too like looking to the external mm -hmm. for what fixes the internal yes, you know it's absolutely. like remodeling mm -hmm. the bathroom because the kitchen needs to be fixed yes, <laughs> exactly. like, yes. I don't want to pay attention to the kitchen yes. I, I, mean, I don't want to the plumbing <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah so the internal uh, journey is the biggest one what I hear you saying mm -hmm. that's the, the that's the biggest one like let's not look to each other to fix each other but right. let's look to what am I contributing to the relationship to mm -hmm. make it work and what am I contributing to make it worse and you know oh, and what yeah. am I contributing to Absolutely. make it better I mean those are really two critical questions yeah. you know yeah it, is what I'm doing right now making this better or am, is it making it worse Yes. If each person asked that question, then they would really solve a lot of, they'd have answers to a lot of their own questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's an awesome way of thinking of things. Um, based upon like the end of the work mm -hmm. within a, within counseling sessions, what do you, yeah. what do you think is the, the biggest takeaway? Or what do you hope that they leave after counseling yeah. and continue? Yeah. I would say that two of the most important aspects of us that, that can predict a successful couple a couple who will go on 
to have a good a good marriage and this is going to seem very simplistic but it's one is to show a real interest in what the other person is expressing from from their world in other words say for example and this is a very simple example say for example someone says john quick come outside there's a cardinal on the branch of this tree and if John says, I, I'm, I'm busy, can't you see I'm on my computer, I'm, look, I can't do, you know, and just dismisses it, mm -hmm. as opposed to throwing down the computer, running out there and going, oh my God, that's beautiful, thank you for showing it to me. That's one. And the second one is kindness. The more kindness that couples show to each other, that kindness is their high, one of their highest values in the marriage. Like we, this is one of our values. So this is why we interact this way. Kindness. Not only is it does is it a, the best medicine for each other. It it creates an atmosphere for the children that is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's you know uh, extraordinary, and it's so it's simple. It's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, really, those are the kinds of things. Those are just two examples of what the the uh, mindset would want. You'd want the mindset to be because couples have to keep in mind, especially a married couple with kids, they are the model for their children. They are it. They might think they're getting influenced by their friends and teachers and all those people, and they are. But their their biggest influence is going to be them as parents. So whatever they see them. How they see them resolve issues, conflicts, how they see them complement each other, appreciate each other, support each other, that's what they'll take into their adult lives. Yeah. So oh, oh, that's yeah. a that's an awesome summary of a recipe for a good marriage there. Those and are family. some good ingredients mm -hmm. to take with them. So Marvie, how how do they uh, how would our listeners go about getting in touch with you if they wanted to um, Oh um, well, I can give them a phone number that they can call. Um, it's Marty Haynes. The phone number is 512-231-0164. That's my office. And uh, we have some, you know, I have someone there that takes my appointments and takes care of insurance. If you have insurance, I take Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Humana, and Aetna. And um, they will set all that up. And if they want to speak to me directly, um, my office will give them my phone number, my cell number, mm -hmm. and I'll be happy to talk with them individually. And I can meet them in Austin or I can meet them in, in Burnett. Good. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for talking. Uh, I hope really somebody it. gets some value out of this. Yeah, so and do I. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome.